The Y Series is brought to you by Barnes & Nobles. Thank you to Barnes & Nobles for sponsoring the Y Series and for providing us with 20 vouchers to give out to you guys. All you have to do to win is email our assistant, Carrie, at carrie.podcast at gmail.com, the secret word, which I will tell you at some point during today's episode. The first person to email that word will instantly win the free treat from any of the participating Barnes & Nobles cafes. Thanks again, to Barnes and Nobles, and now without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Hey guys, this is me and Alvin. Alvin. Hey guys, and if you don't know, I'm Alana, and um, th- thank you again for Barnes and Nobles for sponsoring this series, yeah, the Y series. So don't forget, guys, make sure to email that secret word, which we'll say some point during today's episode, to our assistant, Carrie, at carrie.podcast at gmail.com, the secret word, which we will tell you at some point during today's episode. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. So today we will be doing Why Are Phones So Addicting? Okay, so I'm going to read some of this because you guys know I'm a horrible reader, so. Um, Over 2.5 billion people. Oh, wait, hold on. If you guys would prefer to read today's art, uh, sorry for the squeaks. If you guys prefer to read what we're saying, please make sure to visit bit.ly slash why phones are so addicting. Uh, That's all lowercase, why phones are with an S, are so addicting. Alana, without further ado, let's get into the episode. Again, as I was saying, over 2.5 billion people have smartphones now, and a lot of them are having a hard time putting them down. Are we a... Nation? Nation of smartphones addicts? Addicts? As again... I'm horrible. The problem is our devices are designed to keep us energized. Energized? Mm. Energized? Yeah. Um, they intentionally act. Yeah, Alvin, you can go with the other ones. <laughs> They're intentionally addicting. But if you're, you understand the tricks that grab your attention, you can learn to have a healthier relationship with your phone. I think we're living inside of, of two billion Truman shows, where, you know, Truman show. You wake up and everything is sort of coordinated just for you, and you really don't even realize it. But it's coordinating just to entertain you or just to engage you. So the guy in the picture, his name is Tristan Harris. He worked as Google's design ethicist, and now he runs a nonprofit innovative called Time Well Spent, advocating for awareness. Aware, sorry guys, some technical difficulties because Alana's here. Advocating for awareness of how tech companies profit off of users attention it's not designed to help us it's designed to keep us hooked to prevent us from becoming addicts tristan says it's worth it's it starts with turning off all notifications except for when a real human is trying to reach out to you when you get a call a text or a message (laughs) sorry guys (laughs) or a message it usually 
it's usually because another person wants to communicate with you. But as a lot of today, but a lot of today's apps stimulate the feeling of that kind of social interaction to get you to spend more time on their platform. If Facebook sends you a push notification that a friend is interested in an event near you, they're essentially acting like a puppet master, leveraging your desire for social connections so that you use the app more. But notifications didn't always look like this. Notifications. Notifications. When push notifications were first introduced for email on Blackberries in 2003, they were actually seen as a way for you to check your phone less. You could easily see emails as they came in, so you didn't have to repeatedly open your phone to refresh an inbox. But today, you can get a notification from any app on your phone, so every time you check it, you get it you get this grab bag of notification that you can make you that can make you feel a broad variety of emotions. Not a random decision. Sorry guys, Alana's doing some ASMR in the background. <laughs> Not a random decision. If it wasn't for a if it wasn't for random, if it was it if it was predictably bad or predictably or predictably good, then you would not get addicted. The predictability would take out the addictiveness, and it's effective. Slot machines make more money in the U.S. than baseball, movies, and theme parks combined, and they become addicting about three to four times faster than other kinds of gambling. Some apps even replicate the process of pulling a slot machine lever with the pull-to-refresh feature. That's a conscientious design choice. Those apps are usually capable of continuously updating content, but the pull action provides an addicting illusion of control over that process. And in the future, we might see healthier ways of delivering notifications. Researchers show that bundling notifications where phones deliver a batch of updates at set times reduces user stress. Then you have to grayscale your screen, your five senses. The human, the easiest way to attract your eye's attention on screen is through color. Human eyes are sensitive to warm color. In eye-tracking tests like this one, they gravitate particularly to bright red. That's why so many apps have redesigned their icons to be bright, brighter, bolder, and warmer. Over the years, it also, it's also why notification bubbles are red. A little icon like a little, like a, a little number doesn't have the same impact on your attention as the other one. But you can neutralize that distancing effect by selecting a grayscale color filter in your phone's accessibility settings. When you make everything black and white, your brain isn't tricked into thinking that it's more important to you than this. I mean, there's a reason why slot machines are bright and bright and color and flashing lights and ding, 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 ding. They have sensory input too, right? And so just noticing that it, that if I take out the color, it changes some of the addictiveness. It's addicting. Finally, restrict your home screen to everyday tools. Make sure that your home screen, when you unlock it, doesn't have anything except for the moment, for in-the-moment tools that will help live your life. I have Lyft to get somewhere when, well, our family, well... Yes, I do have Lyft, but whatever. I have Lyft to get somewhere when I need to get somewhere. So, maps and calendar. None 
of these apps are that I can fall into and get stuck down some bottomless vortex of stuff. If you're not sure what counts as a bottomless vortex of stuff, it helps to filter out apps that use infinite scrolling. Unlike pagination, where users have to click to load new content on another page, infinite scrolling continuously loads new material, so there's no built-in endpoint. Video autoplay works in a similar way. These interfaces create a frictionless experience, but they also create a user's sense of control and make it harder to stop. Research shows that people rely on visual cues more than internal cues to stop. Consuming something. In a 2005 study, individuals who ate soup out of a self-refilling bowl ate 73% more than those who ate out of a normal bowl filled up by servers. But those who ate from the self-refilling bowl didn't feel any more satisfied. So a visual cue like an endpoint is better at telling you the right time to stop than your own sense of satisfaction. And because so many apps don't have an endpoint, you have to build your home screen around the eventuality of distraction. We check our phones a lot. Most of us drastically underestimate how often we do so, but technology might not always look this way. There are ideas for alternative interfaces that give us functional choices and are more transparent about how much you'll lose with one action versus another. But it's really deep fil- fil- philosophical Phil, Phil, oh dear God, another hard word. <laughs> it's not hard word. What is generally worth your attention or an interruptive basis? Do people even know how to answer that question? It's, re- it's really hard. It's not something we think about, but for now, it's a question that everybody needs to start asking. So thank you guys for listening to the Four Kids Back Kids podcast. The secret word, which I completely forgot to tell you guys, oh my God, is recording. R-E-C-O-R-D-I-N-G. Email recording to carry.podcast at gmail.com. It is linked in the description. Make sure you send it to her right. Nobody has sent her the last Y-series code. So make sure that you do this now because um, nobody has claimed the other one. So make sure to go check out that one first. And we'll... I'm your number one podcaster, Alvin, signing off. (laughs) Signing off together. Bye-bye.